Hold a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 12.26, The Deeps, where we are covering the novel Blood Rites. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Here's my day so far. Went to jail, lost the girl in my dreams, and got my butt kicked pretty good. Still, things could be a lot worse. Oh, that's right. I'm falling to my death. Chapter 36. Dresden tries to contact Thomas, but finds out that he's been kidnapped by Wraith's goons. Harry goes on to contract with Laura to help him find Thomas in exchange for her takeover of the White Court. Harry is consoled by the puppy and and Mr. after Ebenezer's uh, devastating news and departure. Not just like the cutest little baby fur. And then, yeah, Mr.'s like, screw this. And then promptly smacks him off the couch. (laughs) I can appreciate Mr. A cat. I know. He's like, Aw. gonna let this twerp move into my space, right? Mm, excuse me. What? What? And yeah, after Harry sends him from everything, he's like, "Ugh, you're cute, but I already have a furry companion." And it's just like, "Yeah, it's me, asshole." <laughs> <laughs> Thou shall not take my spot. <laughs> no one gets pets around here without him getting in on the action. And especially, you know, that Mister then once does that leaves himself. Like, I don't actually want to be here. With I know. You. I just don't like want him. this no. asshole. <laughs> That's mine. You can't touch it, even though I don't want it right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so very typical, too, of the puppy things like, this is awesome. And the cat's like, yeah, I'm done with you now. <laughs> spoken like a true sibling. Spoken like a true Garfield and Otto. Spoken like Odie, a true... Odie. Odie. There's too many cat and dog pairs in the universe for me to keep track of them all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm already giving up. <laughs> Sounds like you should. <laughs> refuse to even think of a fourth example. <laughs> yeah. So then he decides to get all decked out for... For trouble. Dressing for trouble. I mean, he's decided. He's gonna go confront Wraith. He's yeah, had enough. Why not? If, right? Right. He killed I, his mom. He's killing all these young women at the studio. He's working for Genosa. Wraith is he's working for Genosa. Yeah, Harry's been. Oh, Harry's by. working for Genosa. Not that. Yeah, we said they're killing all these women he's and working. For working Genosa. for Genosa, who has yeah. hired him to protect. Yeah, 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 these, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you, you, so. you had the same him, and you didn't. You had the same preposition, and you didn't change the noun. Or. Whole schwack of reasons. Harry has a good reason. I don't think schwack is a word. It is. We just start- <laughs> the implied intent should be accepted and not picked upon. I think. Yeah, it makes for terrible. Just editing. say that to my mother my whole life. <laughs> no, so it's just yes, but sometimes it does throw because she's like, he killed his mother and he's killing all these women and he's working for Genosa. That's not the. Do you see what? That's just why it. Um, wait, what? And then you're like, oh yeah, Wraith is killing all these people. Harry's working for Genosa. Harry's gonna. That was all. It's not Let's have grandma sort of, for dinner. It's sometimes yes, exactly. 
Okay, I apologize. Do you? <laughs> Sincerely and genuinely? Just for the interruption, not for you being a dumbass who can't speak. <laughs> this is it's, Point is, is that Harry has good reasons to go and kill Wraith right now, and he can definitely do it. I totally believe in him. Absolutely, 100%, because he's a pushover wimp. Wraith, that Wraith, is, yes, not, not, not Harry. Harry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. He's got the righteous and furious anger working in his favor. Mm -hmm. Harry, not Wraith. <laughs> Right now, he is probably Burn. sleeping with his daughter, Wraith, not Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and now is a good time for him to suit up and go for the kill, Harry, not Wraith. <laughs> Wait, what are Mr. and Mouse? So, uh, what are he, he, currently, he currently is after Thomas, Wraith, and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> And they both think that Lara's on their team. Harry and Ray. <laughs> that's good. Are we all caught up? We're all caught up <laughs> in the situation. I, I think that's a wrap. But... <laughs> so Harry decides part of step number one for the plan is that he's got to get in contact with Thomas because he's going to need help if he's going to be killing father figures. But Anari is the one who answers the phone instead. If you lose your phone or you get kidnapped, are you going to phone your own phone? Harry is phoning Thomas. And Anari answers the phone going, Thomas? Yeah, she's weird. Uh, would, would, right, would you think? If I've lost my phone, I've, you know, tried to call it. So maybe she th thinks it's lost? But she oh. saw him get grabbed. That's, oh, yes, right. yeah, because that's the next thing is that he's like, oh, where's Thomas? And she's like, I don't know. I was hoping this was him. And he's like, what happened? And she's like, my dad can grab him. Just a stupid, distraught idiot. Or he can only memorize one phone number. And that's his own. <laughs> like, this is Thomas. He's pretty, not smart. Okay. <laughs> this is the early 2000s when people did know, like, seven or eight numbers at any given time. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's that's very, very assumptive. <laughs> so Thomas only knows his own number. Yeah, apparently. apparently. <laughs> Anari is used to ha finding Thomas's phone and having him call it. Uh, so, <clears throat> although, It's yeah. a whole system. It's, it's a whole system. Or it's more you've accurate. Been, you've been kidnapped, so they're going to give you a chance to make a phone call, and the number you're going to call is your own in case somebody found it or happened to pick it up. Not, you know, your lawyer or, like, Lara's number or... Harry. <laughs> You know, if you're scared, though, that somebody's like, if you've seen them kidnapped, you have their phone and some anybody calls, it's still like a little bit of a hope and desperation at the same time. I like, please be him. Please be him. Please be him. I, I was going to say, I suppose there could be just sort of the yeah, same thing why they're like, don't, you know, why you 911, because people will be looking for the number 11 otherwise. So I'm like, yeah, could I suppose be just 19 year old panic of, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense, but I'm not thinking about things that make sense right now. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, find out exactly that. Thomas was escorted out of... So, again, but again, she's at the studio. This is where they picked him up. So once they heard about the shooting, poor Emma, they hightail it over there. So first of all, why the fuck? You just went through some scary stuff the night before, Inari. And now you're like, oh, somebody got shot. Let's head right over. First of all, I care so much. I need to be with them. They're like my second family. I can't be at home with my own traumatic situation. I need to be with them during their even worse traumatic situation. Okay, maybe too. There's still not police all over this. Like, they have Loves the drama. Yeah, there's got to be police everywhere because it wouldn't make sense otherwise. But Yeah, so why would, she let, why would they even let back in the building or whatever you think? I mean, is, is, is the movie on that much of a shot clock that they're like, I'm sorry if we do not have these guys having sex this afternoon. You can cordon off the green room where she got shot, but that's it. We 
definitely need to have the cameras rolling. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's fine. It's whatever. But it's just a little bit. Again, in the reality of this, would you just slap everybody? It is strange. Especially because the only three people you need right now are the wraiths. So they could all easily be at home. Yeah. It's not like it needed. Well, we also need Genosa. And it's, there's no reason for Genosa to be on Wraith property. So the other two, three had to go to the studio. It's like, no, you literally only need the three siblings. So yeah. why go to the studio at all? Yeah. But anyways, apparently that's anyway. where they are. But yeah, no, she does say it's one of her father's men or whatever. She's like, and she thinks they had a gun. She made Thomas drop his phone in the parking lot and get into the car. So yeah, finds out they're taken from the studio. One of the best conversations ever of all time ever is this conversation between oh, Lara and Harry. Oh my God, right? Line for line for line. There's right? not a single bad one. It's perfection. Ugh. It's Ugh. really, really good. I really, really love it. The back and forth banter, <laughs> the information being shared, the deals being cut fantastic the whole way through and i like it so much yeah i'm like literally like fist pumping the whole time i'm like this is awesome it's so good well right way to make a deal and no more pussyfooting around or whatever harry and laura have not had a lot of interaction up until now they just met <laughs> they just met in this book a few chapters ago it well, and, took them and each time that they have every time that they have been it's been also that really quick snappy like yes which is also fun which is why laura is awesome they've got some you know good some good uh, and I, I don't want to say chemistry but give and take yeah like that and they, they, some people you can just riff off of yes they're really good together they are very on the beat on each other's level yeah i like it a lot yeah and yeah so essentially harry here says okay anari put your sister on the line and then what divulges from this conversation is that essentially harry's like listen we both want Thomas to be saved. First of all, yeah, we don't always get to see, like, the coup happen or whatever. You know, you can arrange for it to happen, but you can't be there. And she's like, so I get a ringside seat. And he's like, yeah. And then if shit goes sideways, he's like, you can just jump back in on that side and pretend you're there the whole time. And she's like, well, I totally would. But now that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm like, oh, I'm glad like, you recognize that. Though. Yeah. It's a great way of very, get, like, setting things up to get his way. It is. By, like, appealing to her. It's, it's win-win, yeah. Laying the dominoes so well and so clearly and concisely every Every side knows what every side is about and they fully agree with everyone's position inside and it makes for very open conversation. Well, and again, where I think that's one of the things that works, like you say, with them is because they don't have to. Harry doesn't have to. It's not like Bianca where he had, you know, stroke her ego or try and pretend this or that, right? He didn't really know and he's like, oh, I just need to and right? Where here he's just like, okay, look, flat out, we know, <laughs> okay? <laughs> your sex vampire thing and yeah, your dad's totally whack and obviously, you know, as he says, the better the monster I know than the monster I don't kind of a thing. Right, he's like, I've got a handle. He's like, at least I can shake things up. Know where I'm starting with you, as opposed to this guy who's been there for all we know centuries, right? And yeah, and she's just very much like, okay, yeah, I get, right? She's like, I'll flirt with you, I'll shoot you, either, right? You know, Harry's like, I get it, you got it, <laughs> right? Like exactly, like neither of them feel compelled to sort of play the games, even though it's still all about playing the game, and Laura will still try and do, but at the same time, yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think it does come up later on, too, where they're both very much... It's just a little bit more fun, just knowing exactly where the other one stands. Well, it's like, you, we can just have this fun conversation without it meaning anything, right? you know? Like, you see, Laura's got to play the game, the cat's paw, that's the white court, right? That's the whole thing, is he's like, I can hand it to you, but nobody will ever know, because that's the whole thing, it's just gotta, gotta... 
she, she can't just, the reason she's never done it before, other than not being able to, is exactly, it's like the white court doesn't move openly like that. You don't just suddenly run in with a baseball bat and bash the other guy down and say, I'm in charge now. You have to do everything all super sneaky. Not how you gain respect. The super sneakier you are, exactly, the more power and respect you have in that court, right? So yeah, everything is always about, and this is like the one, one of the few people where she gets to just lay it all out all the time. It's like, yeah, we don't have to go I the underhanded think they're good for bullshit. each other. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make them Larry or Hera? Hera. Wraithden. Wraithden. Wraithdom. I kind of like that better. Sows ship them. Drace. Drace. We have a winner. <laughs> so... I mean, it's a great plan. Harry's going to head down to the studio, pick them up, and they're all going to head back to Castle Wraith, Property Wraith. Kaza. Kaza. Yeah. But he does throw in another side of it, too. Aside from this, he wants her to come clean with Anari. So again, as we've established, is that, yeah, they're all born, quote-unquote, human kids, have a regular sort of childhood upbringing. And once the hormones start flowing, the first time... They're generally going to vamp out, kill their partner, and boom. The monster the gets some hold. Gets control, and uh, right? So, yeah, so he's like, no, you're going to lay it out. You're going to tell her what the fuck her family is, and you're going to let her make that choice. And even that is interesting. I mean, again, it's, it's again, I suppose you would hope most people wouldn't, but it's also funny a little bit, right? It's like, Harry, you have the chance to just not know. Like, basically, he still leaves it. She can still make the choice to become a vampire if she wants. Harry's like, I'm, I'm not, you know. <laughs> I can't control everyone I can't all control the time. Everyone. But, you know, I'm like, I feel like there's a way where it's like you could, you know. Can oh, I it, it, it stops Anari from being as manipulated as she has been. It's a level of protection in a way. Well, it, it is, but it's just funny that he doesn't do anything else to, I mean, I guess I don't know that you could. Because, like I say, the only thing is you have to be in love with somebody. So, yeah, she basically, again, if she's, you know, but it's just it's just slightly funny that he doesn't sort of, yeah, try to do any other sort of, you know. She kills someone, she kills someone. Yeah, 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 kind of, right? Not like, that's, that's a little bit what, you know, and you're like, I guess, Harry, you're all about, like, autonomy and free will and, you know, agency. Until but she doesn't. She's a human. <laughs> I guess. Okay, he can't have a problem with her until it happens, okay? Yeah, but again, it's that that hindsight. It's like, okay, I, I can't do anything to stop you from killing us, but once you've killed somebody, now I can come and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, the best part of this conversation is just how in line with the wants and goals of Harry and Laura that they yeah. do line up. Okay, Laura wants the best for Anari. She's got no issue with telling Anari the truth. She'd be okay with that. She wants Thomas to be safe. If she has to kill him, she has to kill him. But if she can save him, that she's, she's totally for that plan. Yeah. Right? If she can take out her father, great. Even better. Love that. 100%. And I get to fall on the winning side no matter what. Yeah. I mean, like, really, win, it's win, an win, offer win, you win, can't win, win. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really, this isn't like Harry had to go and be like, listen, like, if you just trust me on this or like, I promise if I can do this or if you just give me this one. All he said is give me the most limited of backup in the world and I'll give you fucking everything you want. It just so happens to be that everything you want, I also want, so we just might as well be on the same team. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, okay, I'll do this one thing for you, Laura, if you do this one thing. They both literally want exactly the same shit. The whole deck is 100% equally divided between Well, because that's the thing, because that's like when Laura's even explaining it to him, like about Anari in the first place, that's what she is. She's all like, that's my father's right. So she's like, having been one of those daughters that has grown up under that like exactly you know what I mean I'm like yeah she has no desire she's like I, you know it's not like she's like this is the way we do it she's like this is my father's rules 
right? And we're all fucked up because of it and we can't, right? So exactly, she's, yeah, like you say, right? No reason to keep it from Anari in that sense. She'd be more than happy to save her some of that trauma and abuse that the rest of them have all had to go through, right? And we've mostly only mentioned the very first turning as being the most traumatic part and what kickstarts it all. But we know that once they've done that, then Father Wraith steps in and that's when he starts raping his daughters and stuff like that. So Laura could fully save Anari from that. Yeah. If this works out, you could 100% Mm -hmm. make it. It's not like he's been doing anything when she was a child. Like everything. Yes. Well, yes, exactly. Yes. That's, and that is exactly my point is that, yeah, exactly. All of that is all post. Yeah. And she, exactly. Lara has no reason to be like, well, we all to go through it and Ari should, you know, exactly, right? Lara's fully like, yeah, no, I have no reason to. It's not like this has to be how you develop your, you know. Mr. Harry Dresden, right place, right time. You're going to solve everything in one good move. Yeah. because Or you'll die. (laughs) Well, and that's it. Like you say, like minimal backup and everything like that. Because he literally all he asks is like, just let me know where he is. Just get get me me to him. Yeah. And everything else is great. If you have an opportunity to step in and back me up, sweet. If you don't, sure. I get it. I don't need you. You can hide out on daddy's side and you can, yeah, totally pretend like there's nothing at all that... Yeah, it's it's like the sweetest of sweet deals. The sweetest deal ever. For a lot. I mean, there's really no reason for Laura to refuse. There really right. isn't. Yeah, and she does ask a couple, like, why? Like, because she does say, she's like, my dad's like unstoppable. <laughs> and he's like, but he's not. I have so, some information. Does, yeah, it still doesn't go into a lot of detail, which again is a little bit like Laura's giving him a little bit here where she's not really pushing for all of the. She does give him some trust, yeah, admittedly. A little bit. But again, right, again, he's not asking for, yeah, she's. That's not very dangerous for her to do right now. Yeah, exactly right. He's like, you can stay back enough far from it. That Low exactly. risk, high reward. Low, totally. Right. Totally. So it was a good deal on Harry's part. Fantastic deal. It was brilliant. I think it is sort of important to note there too that yeah, she she does go for like you say that bit more information because she's like, those reasons would be good enough for me but not for you. And yeah, that's when Harry hints, suggests the old, do you know who Thomas's mother is? And Laura very quickly puts two and two together. And then she makes all more sense because she's like, oh, yeah, Thomas is totally irrational about family and all of that as well, right? This makes much more sense now. Yeah, ex- exactly. Right now, all of a sudden, she's like, oh. Because she's like, yeah, I get you. And Thomas have, like, piled around a bit. This really seems like going a bit above and beyond for what? You know, especially since Thomas stirs up shit for you, right? So, yeah. So, Harry makes a very good point. He's like, I've just handed you a loaded gun. Like, he's like, you have fantastic blackmail material now. Mm-hmm. Because nobody else knows that now there's a connection between a white court and a white council. Yeah, a white court vamp and a white council wizard. So I was going to say, like, the council knows who Harry's mother's. They know that Margaret Le Fay is Harry's. The council does not know that she also... Spent time with the court. Okay. Fathered. So fathered one knows about mother. one and the other one knows... Okay, so, okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, so, yeah, exactly. The wraiths know that Margaret had Thomas and the council knows that Margaret had Dresden and there the twain shall meet. <laughs> you know, so that's where Laura's just been able to connect that dot that they're... been like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and it's special for Thomas because this is like the only brother he's ever going to know because all of his other brothers have been murdered. So it's like, if I'm going to know a brother. Right. There is that. Yes. That. I got a thousand and one sisters, but. <laughs> well, and this is the thing that's interesting. I mean, I, I, it's interesting that Wraith does instill the same sense of familial bond with 
the sons because exactly he has no intention of keeping any of them around because he's the only ones who figured that they can can challenge him. Right. He kills because, the sons so that they can never take over. Play, yeah. Because place. again, like he says, he he dominates his daughters through. But he's like, yeah, I don't like boys so much, so he can't get that control yeah. over his sons. So he, he just, just kills them. Just kills them. Right when they start getting to that. But it's so it's kind of funny. I'm like, you obviously have no intention of any of them ever reaching so is it simply the fact that because the rest of it because daddy has such a big bond with all the sisters and the sisters are so that the brothers cannot help but have you know what i mean like i think he would have ignored him a lot more like why does thomas give a shit about his siblings if daddy's like still an abuser is an abuser no matter what he's obviously you know very intense in the child's children's childhood you know they've all got to learn these bible verses they've all got to behave a certain way and do these certain things as children in, you know, preparation of much more horrible So you think future. just in general. So just in general, you just keep all the kids under your thumb. You make yeah, sure they raised, always do what you raised want raised all the constantly. same way, even if you figure it, yeah. And also, like, Thomas has lived far longer than most sons have. But it's not yeah, like, it's it's like as soon as you turn 30. <laughs> but it's not like, okay, as soon as you turn 21, I kill you. It's when they start acting up and getting that little if, bit of an insurrectionist mind to them. Yeah. Which is a different age for everyone, right? I'm sure a lot of the sons are like, you know, bastards at 16, and the other ones are like, not till 26, that they're like, wait a second, what the fuck is going on here, right? Like, yeah, for sure, exactly. And and yeah, they've pointed, I mean, obviously most of them have, because I think it's Lara or somebody does say, or Thomas himself, that, that yeah, he's lasted one of the longest. Mm-hmm. So definitely most of them, I guess, start getting their, yeah, their chopped hey, down in the 20s. wait a minute, I could, <laughs> which again is very much. And also for a man like the Lord way, Wraith. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it might really be like nothing more than just an inkling of rebellion. And he's like, fuck that bitch, you're gone. <laughs> it's not like they're necessarily planning entire wars yeah. against him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? You don't want to clean your room? All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably pretty moody on that too, like. I'm in, a, I'm in okay mood today. You live. Yeah. But it is ironic that for a man who is so afraid of being overturned by a son that he murders all his sons and A, never assumes a daughter could ever pull it off and isn't worried about it. And then B, the fact that this is going to be done by A, a daughter, and B, somebody that's just a step removed from being his son, taking him over anyways. But yes. Yeah, exactly. Does all that work in preparation and... Fair enough, though. It did last for a couple hundred years. But well, I still yeah, like overall, the irony yeah. of it. I still like the irony of it at the end. Right? I mean, it was working when he was in, you know, full capacity, but... Mm-hmm. Mess with the wrong people. You're losing your touch, buddy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even that, thank God Evernese was there, was to fix up his hand. Because he's talking about getting ready. He's like, I put my gun belt on with one hand. They're like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Harry's hand is a little crispy right now. Yeah, this is fun. You've had quite a day. Yep. So, right as they wrap up the conversation, Murphy shows up, all decked out in her bike. Oh, right. The first time she says, get on the bike, bitch. (laughs) That's right. Oh, I guess we're going somewhere. (laughs) Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 37. Murphy and Harry meet Lara at Chateau Wraith, along with Inari and Bobby, who go to retrieve a just-barely-alive Justine. Justine is able to point out to them that Thomas is being kept in chains at the Deeps, 
The group is ambushed by one of the guards, leaving Bobby and Inari out of commission. Harry and Murphy head off to the deeps while Laura makes arrangements for the injured parties. So motorcycles aren't safe. But they're fun. Yep. Which is fair. I agree. It's right, 100%. Motorcycles are very fun. <laughs> I really like that whole matchstick description. Yeah, right. his big black tusk and his bright red helmet. <laughs> yep. I also like to imagine just this big, massive guy curled around the tiniest little person. It's like the, the, vroom, clown, vroom, vroom. the clown motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, right, right, the tricycle almost with. I know, and it makes you wonder because having known some people that, again, my hairy-sized friend has a very large motorcycle because he's a very large man. Now imagine him on a Honda 255 uh, or 250. Well, this is it, is he's got whatever you want to call it that is, yeah, like five foot two and drives a much smaller bike, which he has occasionally had to help or fix or retrieve and it, it does look almost more like the monkey on him you know knees up around his ears with I, say, I was like where are you putting your knees like yeah so exactly it's like i mean murphy could be driving a bigger bike but reasonably it doesn't make sense for her to have something too ginormous because let me tell you when you're only like five foot four and somebody gets you to drive their big like what was it, a 1700 or something like that? That'll probably mean people to know, mean something to people that know anything about motorcycles. And he's like, no, go ahead, go ahead, drive it. And you've never driven one before. You go vroom and it goes boom and it lurches and then you tip over. You can't pick it up so easily. <laughs> it's crushing your leg. <laughs> it. <laughs> I have like in my notes at some point, like when the, uh, the the bike comes up again of like what styles that she should be riding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right. really? mm, Harley, there's limited options there. And also on top of that, if you've ever been in a passenger on a bike, you're told that you should lean in the opposite direction of the bike, right? The driver doesn't have as much of an option for that. But you're supposed to go against. You're not supposed to lean into it. If they're running right, you're supposed to lean to the left. You're not supposed for to For the counterbalance? Lean. Yeah, for counterbalance, right? That's what I've been told every time I've ever been a passenger on a bike. But when you're this big, massive guy, like, you've got to be unbalancing the shit out of that thing. <laughs> I'm honestly trying to feel like this is true because I feel like normally you move with the driver. The driver has no choice but to lean into the turn. I've always been told to please try and lean as much weight the opposite direction. Huh, interesting. It's been a while, I guess, mm. since I've Don't know. traveled on it, but yeah. A I'm license like... I do not have to speak with. Yeah. So, Anyways. now imagine it and you're trying For to gyre a gun and a staff and some magical goo hickeys. And hey man, she has a rifle holster he gets to shove the staff into. Murphy is prepped for this shit. But yeah, exactly. It's just, you can't imagine that. For Murphy to be able to handle a bike if she has to pick it up, it cannot be that ginormous. That's just mm-hmm. practical physics things. So yeah, him being on the end. Where do you hit, right? Because <laughs> yeah, where are you hanging on? <laughs> like you say, he literally would either be curled right around, or he's like hanging on with like to the seat behind him on the thing. And we don't even know. I don't even know. Does Murphy's bike have a backrest? Yeah, not all oh of them do. My God. Some of them don't There's... have a backrest. Some of them are just completely open air. Slide yeah. right off. Yeah, yeah. It would be. It would be. Yeah. I ain't imagination great. Right? <laughs> I don't know enough about motorcycles really for that to have been like, I wonder. <laughs> oh. All I saw is a flaming match driving really fast by <laughs> with a joust. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah, headed to the jousting competition. Yep. Either way. There, there may have been a flag added to it. A medieval <laughs> flag flapping in the wind. Yeah. And Ho- Murphy's got one of those horse masks on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> horse mask. I would like to see that put into a comic, please. <laughs> right. 
point is, is that they do make it too. Yeah. Well, she does tell him. She's like, hang on to my waist because he's all trying to flail and not. And she's like, dude, would you just fucking hang on like a normal be person? Be normal. And not, yeah. Actually, like, balance us properly here and not be, like, failing all over. So he has to cuddle up with Murphy for a while as she goes zooming through. Mm-hmm. Vroom, vroom. Yeah, Laura Wraith arrives in what sounds like a, an action movie sort of type entrance, like sliding in there, being all cool. Yeah, right. Gets out of the car, is dressed pretty gypsy sh- chic. <laughs> Battle gypsy yeah. chic. With, <laughs> let me just strap on my sword to my little flowery rose skirt here. And, and this little interaction between Laura and Murphy. <laughs> well, right Aww. before she shows up. Okay. Right before she shows up, Harry gives some quick advice, and he's like, just don't let a wraith touch you, because they can do some, like, mojo if you can. Otherwise, try your best to not piss them off. <laughs> yeah, right. So if you're dealing with the reds, don't let them, like, slobber all over you. If you're dealing with the whites, don't let them, like, touch you. <laughs> Sending a theme here with all your vampires. Just stay away from them, okay? <laughs> Weirdly enough, just don't do, get involved. Do, yeah, we don't want touch, bodily fluids, nothing. It's all bad for you where vampires are concerned. Murphy's on a roll today, too, though, like... Went to her family reunion. She got IHOP with some guy. She got to blow up some skeevy building, kill some vampires. Now she's going to kill... In her underwear. In her underwear. Disarmed a bomb. And now she's going to bomb. <laughs> and then she, now she's going to go and take down some more vampires. Like, yeah. She is the last action hero in this book. <laughs> <laughs> right. Without letting them touch her. Because, yeah. Yeah. And then, yes, the interaction between Lara and Murphy <laughs> is a different kind of fun. Right? <laughs> poke, poke, poke. Yeah, Who's no. this? I'm a friend. I can never have too many friends. And say I was your friend. <laughs> also, Ooh. I'm a cop. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> So, Laura and Murphy have a very straight relationship, too. They're not pussyfooting around <laughs> Very much how Lord Wraith doesn't deal with men, Laura doesn't deal with women. <laughs> right? So, yeah, and then we have Baby Inari and Baby Bobby. Laura has a plan, apparently. Right? Please go fetch her for me. Yeah, because they figure, we assume they're on the ground somewhere. We don't know exactly where. Again, as you keep referring to it as like Chateau Wraith and Little Sherwood, apparently we're talking about some sizable property here. Hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is he in the guard shack? Is he in the gardener's cottage? Is he in the house? Is he in the dungeons? Is he <laughs> but wait, we have a dowsing rod we can use. What? So, turns out. What? <laughs> I do love that she, before like this happens, like Laura pulls out the... Here's part of my imagination and my bias, because you guys have seen my car. Yes. She pulls out a rapier out of the, the, the trunk of her car, and this this is already described as a, a small car. And I try to imagine, like, driving in my car with a sword in there. Like, even if it's a rapier, it's still, like, you know, it's well, got some, some length on it. But I don't think she's... Okay, so as Tanzan <laughs> so, described this, so, she's got her hand up. Like, she's holding this thing, like, like it's stabbing up into the roof while she's driving. I say this because <laughs> if it were my car, you wouldn't be able to put it down lengthwise. The trunk is small enough in a little sports car thing. She, so There's no si- sideways? Maybe on the back seat? Uh, you'd may- have to put the seat may- down to may- do it. Maybe it's between the console going into the back seat. I don't, yeah. But this is how, like... <laughs> I've only ever seen your vehicle from the outside, never see, the inside. Yeah. But I still feel oh, like you have oh, I see what you're saying. Basically, she, she, she there's op- really only she, room she for, like, the two people the- that are in the car. And then, even though the back seat, like, no. Don't, yeah, don't consider can, okay, there anything it, worthwhile in the back. It, it does say she opened the trunk and drew out a sheathed rapier. 
but your car is broad enough. I would, because again, this thing, it's not like a broadsword. We're not talking like a King Arthur, like four foot long, two foot wide. So it's not a little fencing epee. He does say it's more of a rapier than a little tinfoil, tinfoil, little foil thingy. <laughs> but it's still a slender sword and it's still not, you know, again. So I'm like, I, I think, I feel like your trunk has got to be at least like three feet long. Oh, at the measuring tape, we got to go really. out and measure the inside of this trunk. It's well, I mean, okay, like it's it's plus, got about this plus, much removable, usable space because of the wheel wells. Okay, but in all fairness, too, is you have a. I know it's not, but it's kind of an almost like a smart car Mini Cooper kind well, of a, a shape. It's a, it's a hatchback, right? It's a ha- right. Okay, so she's in some other kind of. I'm thinking like a Corvette or something. I'm like those have bigger trunks and like what you're like. They are wider at the back end than you're, even for a little sports car. There might not be like room for the seats but i feel like a corvette has a larger like but i've seen like an audi with like in even like like just a small yeah i guess that's probably why i think of it like as is what she's driving is audi like but i guess i tend to think of it more as like as a <laughs> corvette ferrari kind of and to me i'm like i'm pretty sure i've seen james bond pull rifles and ak-47s and <laughs> yeah, swords his, out his of sports those. cars were already custom made with all okay. those gadgetry okay right okay we're talking about a supernatural sex vampire <laughs> like if anybody can get them a custom weapons made ready sports car i feel like laura has the means and access for this <laughs> i've seen really rich cars have like an umbrella button so Ooh, right i like this idea it's like in the door Right, yes. Like little the little secret compartment where like the, yeah. the tire but iron would be or something. Yeah, right. So yeah, so so if Murphy has a Mine shotgun doesn't have that at all. <laughs> <laughs> if Murphy has a shotgun holster on her motorbike, Laura definitely has a folds into the door the trunk, I guess, in this case. It, it's, and you I know. mean this is like my bias. Like no, I, I totally like hey, preface this. Hey, this and is that's, my bias. Like how is she pulling out this sword from a little sports car? Well and this is fair, right? This is these are the okay. things we wonder about. Doctor Who revival, right? Reboot. Reboot, okay. Jack Harkness, he's at Station Eleven, okay. They want to know where the hell he got his handgun from. He said, you don't want it? (laughs) That's true. For anybody that doesn't watch the show, he was not wearing his coat at the time. That's relevant. (laughs) Or anything at all. Specifically on the futuristic what not to wear. (laughs) Yes, and at the time it was wear nothing. Not wearing anything. Mm -hmm. We hadn't got to the end. (laughs) These are the heavens. So, yes, yeah, it's don't ask questions you don't want answers to. Yeah, but I I love this now that I can just picture Laura like opening the trunk and hitting like this little like button and having like a little pop up sword come. I love it. (laughs) That is what's happening for me from here on. That is absolutely positively. Love it. So yes, and her scarlet sash that she uses is a nice little sword belt. A gypsy pirate. Arr. Gypsy pirate. Still Carmen? Less Carmen, more pirates of Penzance. She sends Bobby and Anari inside the house, and I like the Barbies. Barbie? And I like that Bobby is car sick because clearly I'm a Bobby girl. <laughs> hey, I in, <laughs> in a in white heart world. You, hey, totally their ship. You've got Bobby and Inari. I'm pretty sure that comes out to Barbie. <laughs> and I like that Bobby is car sick because clearly Lara was driving like a maniac to get out here. <laughs> Bad out of hell. Yeah, half an hour ish from yeah. the route. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they she send it. A, sends them inside to get someone. And get her. Who are they bringing? Don't you know? Yeah, it turns no, out. And Laura, we don't. Justine didn't die. Thomas was able to hold back, but he ate her all up. Apparently not. What? Uh, risked his he life risked to do his it. life to save her at the very last moment. In fact, one moment beyond the last moment. Right. 
Yeah, so yeah, but she is looking a little different from their encounter. So yeah, so this is crazy that he had enough wherewithal to stop. But it's funny because obviously Thomas has no. Thomas is convinced he's killed her. We were all convinced because we haven't seen her yet. Somebody had to dispose of the body. And he obviously was out of it enough that he has no conscious memory of actually putting the brakes on whether too soon or too late or whatever. Or at least right? thought he tried and failed or... Or maybe, I guess. But yeah, I sort of get the impression that, yeah. So apparently there was a point of return after the point of no return. Mm. the point of no return. No backward glances. But she looked a little different because it takes Harry a second to realize that it's Justine. There was a little bit of a price. A little bit of a price. She now looks like she now looks like a ninety-year-old grandma. Her hair has gone from brown to pure white. She's frail, withered, weak. Yeah, like very incoherent. Yeah, so he says she's not quite so wrinkled, but she's just very nothing. Yeah, just very thin and frail, and yeah, a little the like empty the, vessel. The, the empty vessel. Everything sucked out. And as somebody who just got to go and see the Princess Bride again in theaters on Friday. It's that whole racking the suction, right? He's like, I just sucked two years off your life, right? But it's the whole, yeah, it's basically what happened to Justine. She basically got put on, down in the pit of despair on the machine. <laughs> yep. And he just took a big old bite. Yeah. Okay, so Laura definitely knew. Mm-hmm. And, and Ari had to have kind of really would have had to, like, maybe what? she just found out, like, on the drive there. Possible, but... but what, what do you think... Laura's reasoning would be for not telling Thomas and, like, assuring him, oh, by the way, she is actually alive. You didn't kill her. Because, like, haven't they interacted since then? There's a good chance, but you gotta remember, Laura wasn't in a coup against her father this morning when they last saw each other. Everything in the white court is subterfuge and how can I work this for myself and... Right. No freebies. No freebies. So they didn't, you can tell from the previous interactions, none of them really approved of this relationship because they're not supposed to be in a relationship. They're supposed to be food. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to have a girlfriend. (laughs) You're supposed to have a salad bar or whatever. So, because even Wraith makes that like she's got her doctor guy on, on retainer to go fix an Ari's broken arm. He's like, oh, if you've left enough of his brains to, right. So like, obviously Laura's not that got a relationship. This is not her sweetie pie. This is just a convenient doctor type figure that, yeah, exactly. I can, she keeps dragging around. He blusted up enough that he's, you know, then that's his whole purpose. So I feel that, yeah, there's a lot of that, that, that they don't like that, that Thomas, again, it makes Thomas weak and stuff like that, right? Thomas should not have this. He should not be in love with a mortal girl. He should not be in love with something that's supposed to be food. He should not have a weakness that somebody can use to, yeah, because as this just happened, right, you can use Justine against Thomas, right? So Lara, again, in protection of the family and for Thomas's own good, would remove that. Now, she can hang on to it in case she needs to use it against Thomas, but she's not going to put it out there for anybody else to, right? So, yeah, I think there's all kinds of reasons why Lara was... It's, it could simply have just been a let me wait and see how I can use this, if right. I can use this, or very deliberately, like, yeah, we got to sever this thing anyways because it's just not kosher. It's just not how do shit. But again, I mean, you could have easily just bought Justine if you really did want to sever it. You could have just killed her then and been like, oh, he didn't do it? Let me take a shot to you right now and really ensure. Yeah, but again, and I definitely think that's How where... How can I use this to my advantage? That's, I think, yeah, where it comes down to that. She's Because, yeah, she's like, she can still... I mean, obviously... It worked she, out in her favor. Right? Obviously, Justine wouldn't have been much of a fight against Laura 
you know, before this, but especially now that, like you say, she's so frail and weak, she definitely would have, right? So I'm like, yeah, Laura could finish her off at any moment for sure. But just in case, we'll, we'll just see. And Wait. there's even some implied, you know, unsolved mystery here because none of the white court ever do you go this far with someone it's now this like well wait a second maybe that's why thomas was able to do it is because like you know he didn't need to feed deeply from her every time they had such a connection that it was enough to just hold hands with her and he got power right so a little bit of a science experiment right it's like maybe if we all did shack up with someone as deeply as thomas did count rugen She's just, let's let's see where this experiment exactly, goes. Right. We're going to record this for posterity. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> so, so tell me, Justine, how do you feel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we've moved our, our quotes from, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer officially to the Princess Bride now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, with good I reason. like it because they're great. <laughs> oh, my God. Best movie ever. And nobody is allowed to tell me different. Can't believe you went and saw it without me. We were seeing somebody. Yeah, but I went the first time and thought with you. I just happened to go again because someone took me for a belated birthday. Somebody cut the the hello. My name is Anigo Montoya. But they put it over the slim shady and they cut it and like with the oh. in between like. My name is what? My name is who? My name is Anigo Montoya. My name is huh? my name is what? My name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. It's great. Yes. My favorite current internet meme right now is a picture of Inigo Montoya, and it's like looking at like AI bots, and it's like, I don't mean to pry, but do you happen to have six fingers on your right hand? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I've seen that one. It's yeah. great. Oh. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. And then we get a really, really, really condensed, fast version of, again, it's not horrible Murphy, okay? It was just as beneficial for Justine, too, so stop judging and, like, Okay, we know Wait, that it's not as horrible for Murphy. What? The, Murphy was like, this is horrible. And Laura's like, oh, contraire. Okay, oh. Justine was fucked up. <laughs> Which is, okay, a fine enough argument, I guess, for Justine. That's not the case with every single victim of the white court. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Ah, excuse me, we're just talking about Justine here, okay? <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Not always that semi. We are we are not talking about Dr. Broken Arm Fixer, okay? He's the stuff. <laughs> I know we want Thomas to be like the most in the right that we can make a vampire be because we like Thomas and he's on our team. But like, yeah, overall, we should be aware what they're doing is not a mercy all the time. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it's just, yeah, I guess it's just a nicer way of what the blacks or the reds would do to you, you know? I'm like, if you gotta go, it's a nice way to go, go with a smile on your face, that whole thing is maybe the point she's making, but yeah, I, I don't think, I mean, again, because it's obviously- Just because it's the lesser of the evils doesn't make mean it's it not, not yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And I mean, yeah, in this obvious particular instance, Thomas was not trying, you know, was not the end result he was looking for. You get the final whammy that Thomas didn't really pull back in time enough to really save her because she's essentially just comatose now. She's got no real mind or actions of her own. She's alive in the strict sense, yeah. but otherwise very unresponsive. Well, and, and by having them do this, at least it's humanizing we don't always see with Thomas because he's so aloof that, that his humanity that still mm-hmm. exists. So for, for him to actually be able to deny and pull away, even though she is in this really awful state, she is still alive. For he him tried. To do that, well, and that's a tried and failed. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the thing, right? We know Thomas was on and Dad's and door, and that it was all just hell of a fortitude to be able to do it. Pure animal instinct. Exactly. Right. That he sort of was not in control of him at that. And we know, right, we've heard of all exactly like when your body goes into survival mode. So Justine just barely responds to Harry's first attempt to speak with her. Just 
You, she's well, yeah, she's yeah. cooked. I, all we know is that because of this intense psychic bond, apparently they can track each other. Right, something. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully Justine can still do that. She's there enough to know that, like, oh, he's in danger. Yes, all right. Yeah, she wants to try. She, she, she still loves him. She still loves him. Well, again, this this see that's it. It's, their life force is so connected now that it's like that part of it. It's, it's drawing her right. That's the rest of her. She is now her, officially the compass needle. Exactly. Yeah. Do I literally do? Because the rest of her life is right. It's like I feel like this has been made in other things, like with their souls or something like that. You know, your body's always going to try and return to the. So, yeah, it's like basically, you know, 99.999% of her life force is over there. And it's like, um, can we get back to that? <laughs> Excuse me, I want that. No but kidding. Case for soul connection or addiction. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. But you know what might have made Justine feel a little better in this moment? Oh, my God. Maybe she had some magic mind? Absolutely. Nothing, nothing makes you perk up and feel better than, I mean, really get the blood going, get the mind working. You have that near-death fogginess clouding your mind. Man, this will snap you right to it. Whether or not Sharp. you wake up the next morning hungover or because a vampire sucked your soul out of your body. What you want to reach for. <laughs> it's a nice, cool shot. <laughs> liquid gold magic mind. Ugh. Stuff's the best. And it tastes good, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I look with, forward to it. With or without your caffeine. Yeah, we're going to run right out. This is this is where Harry's next stop. Murphy, you got to hop on that bike. <laughs> we'll be right back, Justine. Yeah. Hang out we right got there. you, Justine. We'll solve this we right, right, right we'll away. We'll pick the nootropics and things. Like, you know, you, you feel amazing. Remember that and first time with Thomas? You're going to feel just like that. It does all of the work for you. You don't have to chew it. It's already in liquid form. It's ready to go. Right. And the advantage of it being in liquid form is that your body absorbs it much easier than if you would be taking in supplement form. Which is what Justine needs right now. Oh, yeah. Because she's not doing any big meals. She's not breaking down a lot. She wants she's on a, a liquid, liquid diet. diet. She <laughs> needs that instant absorption. <laughs> It's going to help her immune system. It's going to help her be de-stressed after this traumatic experience. It helps her alertness. Alertness and combats fatigue. Really, what more could you want? Right? So if you want to try Magic Mind, we have a special link for you and a code. You can head to magicmind.com slash McAnally, M-C-A-N-A-L-L-Y. You can use the code McAnally20. That gets you 20% off a one-time purchase or 50% off a subscription. And if you use the code in the next 10 days, they will stack. Yeah. Bundle it all together. We do bundles. It's all about the bundling. All about the bundling. Save with the bundling. Who can't resist a deal? Come on. Right? Certainly not Justine right now. She needs it. She needs it. And she knows exactly where to find it. And she's pointing them across the estate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they figure, we're going to go check out what's over there. (laughs) Well, Laura knows what's over there. She's like, oh my God, he's at the deeps. It's this (gasps) thing we have on the property. We used to discard bodies. feel like you could have come up with that idea already, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, this is, I guess, the point I had to make earlier where you don't know if he's in in the uh, gardener's shed or if he's in the guest cottage or, right? We didn't automatically go to the body disposal. (laughs) Twin goons with the knife in the kitchen. I mean, sure, my dad kidnapped my brother and sure, he 
had him kidnapped at like gunpoint, and sure they dragged him back to the. But we don't know for sure that cannot be that repetitive. Sometimes we dump bodies so in the predictor. river. <laughs> right. Sometimes we dump bodies in the basement because we're lazy and taking the trash out is boring. So boring. Although I feel like this place has got to have like some dumb waiters or something that you know like trash shoots down from the. These people aren't. Tra- well, I guess they, they definitely also have-, have a maid service. I was gonna say yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like these little bodyguard Barbies. I guess there you can chuck the garbage out for them. Yeah, I guess they don't need a garbage chute. But again, I feel like the deeps it was not that much of a surprise. Like, <laughs> oh, the dumping ground we have on our yeah. property. Ow. It was only a surprise to us who didn't know it existed. Again, like I say, when you're like watching a movie and because of the camera angle you're at, you're like, oh, this person just snuck up on you. But you're like, but from you that person, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, wait, but you were staring into the camera, which is exactly where this person walked out from. <laughs> of course, before they could get going. They have been spotted. <laughs> what? Not so Fucking sneaky standing fuckeries. in the front lawn of your massive house just talking with each other. No. Gee, where can we go rescue Thomas? I don't know. Wait for me to strap on my sword belt and I'll help you look. Wait, let's also bring out the secret not-quite-dead ex-lover. Yeah, let's just pull all this out on the front lawn and just be like, Oops, we got caught. The, the entrance is alone. <laughs> right. What was that? Squealing of tires. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I hear a sports car engine. Hmm. Hmm. Let me go investigate. Who could it be? So, what do we have? Bo- bo- bodyguard? Bobbyguard? <laughs> bodyguard. He's got one of those, too. Bo- <laughs> Barbie and Ken have shown up again? Before they can mobilize, one of the bodyguards starts firing on them with a shotgun. Yeah, right? And... It's not very polite. Murphy takes him out with some really well-planned return fire, because Murphy is... Awesome. Again, awesome. badass in this. And once again... Boom. Code of many wonders. Harry's now finally bespelled that bastard. Right. So when he takes that shotgun to the back, it's just like a major league fastball. And Harry's not dead. Yes. Okay, I'm glad you're not dead, but ouch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, ouch, ouch. He definitely gets the ouch, but <laughs> his duster stopped that fucker. <laughs> definitely gonna be some bruising. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Dresden's world. What? What's a weekend without bruises? And Anari, you're having the worst 24 hours. Oh, oh God. my God. Like, I got robbed, y- mugged yesterday, and now my own dad's bodyguards are shooting at she me. She is fragile. Yeah. Right? She's got her arm busted in this horribly violent yeah. mugging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already the injuries are like super awful too. Yeah, you yeah. can't put a cast on. And they just have to wait. Yeah, there's just nothing but pain. Like, oh, you want to breathe? Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Wait, what? Her broken arm? She has a cast on that. She yes, has, but she but also she's broke her injured her collarbone oh. and shoulder. So she that was part, already yeah. down an okay, arm. Okay, 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 now. okay, okay, okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. I almost saw the same one. How do you sling that to the? <laughs> The part that's supposed to be supporting this part is now also broken. Not to mention then she had this really weird come on thing with this dude. She doesn't really know that she met like the day before. <laughs> like that wouldn't that freak you out? Her whole thing with Harry. Because oh. Ray sent her into all come on to Harry. And she had this whole moment like I'm about to jump right. your bones. I don't think she remembers that. I think she was a little out of it this morning. You don't think you remember any of it? I feel like there would be like a little bit of that afterwards. Because she was kind of yeah, like. Yeah, those pain medications are really confusing. <laughs> right? Is that a dream? What the fuck? Which of the hallucinations, was, which well, is real? What's real? Yeah. Right? Yeah. For a second, so. I thought I was a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and then once more, we have to give Murphy this horrible choice between being a cop and being a supernatural baddie. 
And it's like, listen, at the end of the day, okay, the bodyguard is dead, a crime has been committed, we all need ambulances, but that's gonna be a problem if all these people show up here. And really, the only person who's dead is the guy who was gonna trying kill to kill us. us. So, really. It's fine. He's a bad guy, Merv. <laughs> and I keep, like, an entire staff of doctors in my bedroom, so. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. At least just, Fortunately yeah. for Murphy, can't do anything but agree. Right. She's getting better That's, about, you know, the gray area. She, yeah, she doesn't she like it, but at least she recognizes. I feel bad for her, honestly. I don't like that she has to get more and more gray every book. Right. Harry's a bad influence. Well, that's the point. Well, a little bit on these things. Yeah. But it also helps, you know, in the opposite way that it keep, keeps Dresden on, on, a, on a straight and narrow path as well. To have that kind of influence. So it's... Well, that, right, he's got to think about the con. Like, this is not just you. Maybe you can live with this. Can you make Murphy live with this? The other thing about her getting gray is this is also, though, the choice Murphy made because this is when Harry sat her down and said, I can tell you about this, but... And Murphy accepted the but. So that's the other thing, right, where she's like, I chose to accept these consequences, which, again, right, doesn't necessarily make it any easier, but, right, again, it's like... It's one of those catch-22s, okay? You're not allowed to be told about what you're accepting until you accept it, but you don't know the grand scope of what, what you're, you're accepting until, until you accept until, Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. All I right. mean, I'm sure Murphy would make the same choice over and over again if she knew what she knew now in this book, if she knew what she'll know in next book, if she knew what she'll know in Yeah. The, right, but, you know. As so, it more, but exactly, in the beginning, this is that still... That sucks, bro. And, I mean, again, it's it's... Again, she does have that. That is, it's not even like with the Red Cross thing where all she saw of it was some dude just standing there, and then she had to, you know, he moved and she did right. This at least exactly was a known employee of Wraith opening fire. Right, this was totally like a self defense kind of, you know, like I think that at least yeah, there right? wasn't a lot of choice. Yeah, she doesn't right again as a cop. They haven't said she's killed anybody, but we assume she's had to fire her gun before on the job. And you know what I mean? So at least this way, yeah, exactly, right, Murphy's, this part of it is. But yeah, yeah, she doesn't like him racking up so much. I guess probably that's probably the part of it. She's killed. She have a spreadsheet of everybody's body count. She's killed more people. Oh, I bet there's one out there we have with it. But yeah, Murphy's probably killed more people, you know, off the job than on at this point. And so that's going to be pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, one was an ogre. That's fine. But this guy was a dude. That's not, you know, so yeah. Yeah. And then they're off and running again. Time so to head to Well Lara. Lara decides, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna stay behind and clean up the mess. Because I'll catch up with you when it's uh, convenient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she makes a fair point. She's like, well, do you wanna stick her around? No, nope, no, you know what? No. Nope. And TikTok, we got because yes, that's right, that vending machine goes off at a specific time. So it's not even just they gotta yeah. find Thomas in and save him. However, <laughs> they're like, Oh no, we know exactly what time we need to Let me get our second get on the bike bitch and they leave without helmets because you know what it's a slippery slope once you start allowing illegal things then suddenly you have no helmet right what do you say they just they like <laughs> to live dangerously but you know what Murphy, Murphy's probably gonna like get all this done and write herself a no helmet and a citation <laughs> like, I, I just okay. need to feel better about Stallings. this <laughs> let's be fair about this though okay a bicycle helmet is a lot faster than putting on a biker helmet okay they don't have those seconds it's not just a little click, okay? You gotta Some are loop it in, and then you gotta loop it back around and pull it tight and make sure it's all... <laughs> <laughs> if only you could see the head bobbles that came with this. <laughs> I feel like I convey it I feel like apparently fine enough. They can imagine fully all of the movements we're constantly adding to this podcast. <laughs> that, right, that you obviously have a, a motorcycle helmet large enough that the second you put it on, you become a bobblehead. Because <laughs> they're... <laughs> 
No, you're supposed to do that to make sure that they're oh, not too loose. Begs, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I miss mine. I like mine. It's such a cool one. I had a little clicky visor. I don't know where mine went. I had a good. I have a good one too. Like it's it's, but it's like that sort of older military style. Two oh, losers yeah. who don't own bikes but do own motorcycle helmets. <laughs> I know, right? I was learning how to ride one. Just yeah, didn't fall. I just them. got taken on a lot of rides. <laughs> It's okay, it's okay. Yeah. I had protection. This concludes our episode. <laughs> I just want to say goodbye to everyone out there because I'm going to be alive for the next episode. <laughs> it's been real. I'll be killing myself right after this. Wow. <laughs> there's, a per- there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world. You pity to damage yours. Thank you. That's such a nice thing to say. <laughs> I wasn't going to damage them. I was going to damage my head. Oh, my. But that's also a Princess Bride reference because I, I know. Okay. Princess Buttercup goes to stick a knife through her chest That's and true. Wesley's all like, don't do it, bitch. You got good boobs. <laughs> this concludes our episode 12.26, The Deeps. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk.